You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Hello and welcome to Nick Luck Daily, the show that brings you the latest news, the sharpest insight from around the world of horse racing. Tom Stanley in for Nick today, joining you from the Aintree Press Room, looking ahead to a fantastic three days on Merseyside, culminating in the Randocks Grand National on Saturday. Of course, that dominates our chat today. Um, we have a, a really busy show for, for you. We'll hear from Dickon White, Regional Director at the Jockey Club, about what it means to have crowds back at Aintree. We'll be hearing from Ben Pauling, who gives us his, his Aintree stable tour. He's got a host of chances up here, and of course, Kildersart in the, in the big one on Saturday. We start with some Trainers' Championship chat, though. And uh, Paul Nichols, of course, heads the table currently, and it, it feels as though it's a it's a pretty big week for for Paul. Um, I'll be talking to Cornelius Lysett very shortly about um, Paul's week and indeed uh, about the Grand National itself. But uh, Paul, with me now, trainers championship wise, how are you feeling? Well, really concentrate on the, these next three days. They're, they're important, really. Um, yeah, the trainers championship obviously is going to be pivotal to what happens probably this week and next week and it could even go right down to the last day of Sandman, which is always a big card we'll have lots of runners there so yeah no, it'll, it, you know we could just do with horses running well this week catching some more prize money just keeping them you know the, how we are at the moment mm. well, you know if Dan or Nicky have a big week then anything's possible it could make it for a good fortnight after you know to Sandman. yeah I mean it, it really could couldn't it um, obviously you know the the national will, will have an impact not that the other two are well represented but, but you have no runner and um, you know, I, I sort of felt like, oh, Paul Nichols no runner in the national, but you know, you, you're just telling me it's it's not as if that's a, a big rarity. You, you have had seasons where you haven't had a runner in it. Yeah, you can always have the right horse, and, and we thought we did in Highland Hunter would have been a perfect horse to run to one of the most nice Christmas. Unfortunately, just sustained an injury recently, which we know is, is, is one of those things that bites us a little bit. And just having we can run him, so it's a shame. Um, mm. But we'll have you know, we'll have runner another year. You know, you can't have a runner in those big races every single year. Um, the just starting with the race tomorrow. I mean, I, I cannot wait to see Brave Man's Game taking on a hoist, and you're taking on Lon Presse, and you've got Fury Road in there. I mean, I know there's only four, but goodness me, it, it looks an absolute cracker. What what were you feeling watching on at Cheltenham first of all that 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 festival novices chase without Brave Man's Game in it? Well, obviously it was it was a tough decision to to take him out, but we were really saving him for that. I've never been convinced he wants that ground and on that track, and I just thought that was the right thing to do between us all and then saving for this race. I mean, as you say, it's, a, it's a, you know, four, four horses, all grade one winners. You know, we've beaten Hoyt Senior before at Kempton. Uh, this is a different track, really, I suppose, to Cheltenham, which might... And, and on press has been very, very impressive. Um, you know, he, he won well at Sandman, he won well at Cheltenham. But they've had a bit of a tough time, those two horses, and I'm hoping the fact that we're fresh would be an advantage. Mm. And I, I remember seeing him in the paddock at Newbury when he was fresh. He was fresh. I mean, is that what yeah. you want to see? Is that a concern? No, when, when I mean for him, all these horses are a bit like that in Newbury. It's fine. It's just the fact that he hasn't. He came into injury last year, haven't had a hard race at Cheltenham um, and performed to his best. So, you know, if he's anywhere near his best and um, 
I'll be honest, it's the race all week, even Grand National included, I'm most looking forward to. Are you expecting to take a lead off something, Paul? I'll see what happens. I mean, the whole senior led, didn't he? Uh, he led in the, for the first while at Kempton. Yeah, you can ride him however you want to. It's simple as that. If someone wants to go nice, can give you a lead? Well, fine. I'll leave that to Harry. Mm. Um, all right, Clan has, you, you've freshened up the headgear again. Um, we know it worked last year. Will it work again? Well, it, it certainly worked very well in it on Saturday. And I think it's sometimes old rules. It just makes the match a little bit. It's not a, we're putting some what I call a, quite an open blinking on. It's not a, uh, well, it doesn't seem like you get to see plenty. It's, if you're born with using blinkers, it's a mild one if you're not in the fact. But look, he, he was just, last year, he, he, we, we targeted Nancy just for this race, not to be ready new Newbury for his best time again this year. The, the idea was that Newbury brought him on, but he got beat by secret best last year, which was okay-ish form, but not outstanding. Then he improved. And one here, and I hope we've done the same again with this year, that he's peaked. You know the right time for this race today. Mm. Um, and did he come out of Newbury all right? He, 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 it was, I guess, it was disappointing on the face of it. Is that fair? Well, yeah, it was. But you could say he was disappointing actually when he got beat by Secret Investor. Mm. You know, we, the aim wasn't to have him at his best at Newbury. The aim to have him at his best. But today, Manchester So yeah, he's come out of that. He's done the same work. The only thing is that he's ten going on eleven. He's not getting any younger. And I'd be lucky to improve on what he's done up today. But if he's on, the, on, on his A game today, he'll run well. Okay. Uh, just uh, another grade one horse to, to talk about is. Um, Pick Dory, who I'm looking at it now. He, you know, I, I did think he'd head the betting. He doesn't. Um, he's he's not done a lot wrong this year, is he? Well, no, uh, apart from um, really uh, falling Newbury when he would have won, and um, he, he was behind the, the Prompest at Sandown. The ground was too soft for him that day. He needs a flat track to get his best on decent ground. So hopefully, he's got that today. Mm. He must have a good team. Have to jump at his very very best. Um, but he does it run very well. Yeah, crunch point of the season. David Yates was was mentioning on the on the podcast a couple of days ago that, that you had mentioned a slight concern about where your horses were. Is is that right? Are you are you happy with how they how they're going? Well, you know, Christmas, we There's, you know, as far as tests and everything, you, everything's ticking every box. Appreciate your time, Paul. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Paul Nichols, they're in, in fine form. Uh, you, you joined me back in the boisterous press room at, at Aintree. I'm delighted to say that I've uh, been joined by Cornelius Lysett. And, um, well, you can react to, to what Paul said, really, I, I suppose. You know, he's all out for another trainer's championship. Interesting, I suppose, he doesn't feel, as David Yates pointed out um, earlier on in the week on the Nick Luck Daily, that he doesn't feel his horses are back at absolutely 100%, Cornelius. Make, makes a change when he's talking like that, isn't it, rather than the, the, the media and pundits and, uh, and uh, though his supporters talking about the horses not being in great form as they were earlier on in the year. But no, that, that, that's... That's interesting. That's striking. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's a big week for Nichols, isn't it? Because he didn't have any sort of week at uh, Cheltenham uh, with Brave Man's Game 
uh, not running. Um, and, uh, you know, now he rolls into Merseyside with uh, a whole lot of, um, or, or a number of fancied horses. I think Calandes Oboe is absolutely uh, fascinating. Well, the, the whole um, bowl race today is a, a really intriguing race because of the various strands of it. We'll come on to that a bit later on. But, you know, clearly Clan Desovo is a big runner uh, for him today. Brave Man's Game is a spectacular runner uh, tomorrow in the uh, Grade 1 Mild Maiden, obviously, his chase against uh, Lompresse and Ahoy Senor and, and Fury Road. Uh, for, for, for racing in a way, for jump racing, that, that is going to be the race of the week, Friday, 255. I'll tell you what, if you, if you don't follow any other race away from the Grand National Week, that one to, to follow. But um, yeah, it's, it's big for Paul, isn't it? Um, he, he needs a good week for, for, for his business. He needs a good week for the tram- championship. The, the, the numbers just, you know, they are tight between the top uh, four or five of them, uh, really. Paul, um, 2.2 million. Nicky Henderson, 2.1. Dan Skelton, 1.9. Willie Mullins just on their tail. And Venetia Williams not out of the hunt. And nor probably Nigel Tristan Davis entirely out of the hunt as well with so much money on offer in the Grand National. So, yeah, it's a big week uh, for Paul. And, you know, listening to that, hearing that, listening to the various different strands of that interview, it's clear he sees it as a big week, doesn't it? And, um, you know, there are lots of Paul Nichols fans who are really, you know, who are, so to speak, champing at the bit to, to hope that he has a good one. Okay, well, I ventured outside the, the press room to talk to uh, Jockey Club Regional Director Dickon White, um, who I'm, I'm sure is looking forward to what's going to be a, a fabulous three days. We, we're, we're sheltered. I hope this sounds all right, everyone, because it, it is windy, Dickon. It is very windy, yeah. I mean, we, we've had a very sort of stormy night and things are improving um, and the forecast tells us that the, the forecast will improve as the, as the day goes on but uh, no it, it's, it's it's given us a provide us with a few challenges shall we say um, over the last few hours yeah the, the wind isn't a sort of concern for racing though I don't believe so no I mean I, look, <laughs> we've seen this before we've experienced windy conditions before I think the the, the the slight difference here for one of these big festival meetings is you've got a lot of temporary facilities and a lot of temporary structures which probably don't cope with the the, the, the wind as well as sort of grandstands etc. So we're just monitoring it as we go, but no, no, you know, no issues as we speak. Where we're stood, you can see right back down the the home straight, sort of you know looking out and the corner of the course as they head out over the Melling Road. I can't wait to hear that again, and and I'm sure that crowds back for the first time since 2019 can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I mean, the track is in incredible condition. Um, Saleh Kavama and the ground staff team have done a, a fantastic job. You know, I think everybody will be pleased with ground conditions. So that's the real positive. But you're right, you know, it's a very special place. 150,000 people coming here across the three days. You know, we've not had spectators for a Grand National meeting since 2019. So it's just, yeah, all systems go. All, all of the team around Aintree have just been absolutely buzzing. In the last few weeks, you can sense the excitement building. You know, look, a bit of wind and a bit of rain doesn't affect us. We're used to this and just, you know, bring it on. Yeah, the next couple of days look lovely weather-wise as well. And I take it tickets, they've not been hard to sell. Yeah, I know. Really excited. Again, you know, Grand National Day has sold out, which is always fantastic news. Sold out for a few weeks. Um, we're expecting somewhere in the region of 35,000 people here today for, a, you know, a fantastic day. It's rated four grade ones on the on the opening day, which is always fantastic to see. And then, you know, uh, Ladies' Day needs no, no introduction, really. You know, 55,000 people. It is still Liverpool's biggest day of the year. You know, 
the social calendar, the social highlight for Liverpool, and you know expecting a big crowd. And as you say, the weather forecast is looking to improve, so we're, we're, we're pleased about that. And uh, as far as a global television audience goes, there's a new partnership this year between HBA Media and RMG, which means that this meeting can can really be seen by more eyes on an international scale. Yeah, really exciting news, uh, and we're hoping. You know, this is hopefully a sort of a longer term plan. We we want the the, the Randolph's Grand National to be broadcast everywhere around the world. It's important for us, it's important for British racing, and also really important for our commercial partners. So, you know, obviously we've worked very closely with the RMG team to develop this, and, and delighted that HBA will be doing this work, and, you know, they're coming here over the weekend to see and experience the event itself, and, uh, you know, they know the event, but I think just being here and experiencing it will help, and, and, you know, let's hope that over the next three or four years we can get even more people, even more eyes around the world watching this fantastic event. Right, the Grand National then, um, Cornelius, do you, do you have a fancy? You must have a fancy. We are doing this before we know the official field, so I think we're, we're, we're early enough on, um, on Thursday morning. We don't know the official field as yet. I thought that, that caveat should go in just in case there's, there's any great surprises. Well, um, and, and there's me sitting with a, a couple of anti-post um, tickets, one of which says Fortescue in great big letters. Um, number number 44 as we sit here now and clearly pretty well not even pretty borderline really borderline to to get a run um, I wish Fortescue did, did get a chance and there'll be a lot of people with Eclair Turf anti-post vouchers who are sitting on the side of their chair as well but the, the Grand National itself uh, it's you know having had such a disappointing British result last year um, in British racing's British jump racing's biggest race it's good to see so many uh, decent uh, decent contenders uh, for uh, Saturday afternoon's race, uh, including obviously you know the, this snow leopardess and you know you and I and the media and the media as a whole. We love to to feel our own imaginations being caught by a horse and then to try and um, to try and sort of uh, radiate that enthusiasm. And Snow Leopardess is having a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, is having a, a huge amount of interest. So leading a strong British challenge, really, when, although there are lots of Irish horses, there are still, you know, Fiddler on the roofs. Uh, you've got Cl Cloth Cap, who's, who's clearly a, a horse that a lot of people like. Goodbye, uh, good boy, Bobby, Mighty Thunder. Though, you know, there are, a, there are a few in there. Santini, I think is an intriguing runner, but I know you're about to, to rash a counter as well for, for Emma Lavelle. I know you're about to talk uh, to Ben Pauling. And this Kill Dicer is really interesting. In fact, Ben's got a number of interesting contenders over the week. Labrie, certainly, uh, in the Fox Hunters, will give Peter Mason a tremendous uh, spinner uh, around the race course, um, won the National Hunt Chase, that gruelling National Hunt Chase at Cheltenham. Um, what was it, 2019, so uh, three years ago uh, now. Um, so Lebrun is really interesting for him in the Fox Hunters. Be interested to hear what he's got to say about that. And then Kill Dysett in the, the Grand National, um, the horse that was <clears throat> fourth in the JLT, second in the Ultima at Cheltenham that was won by the, the Conditional, has had a long period off. And that was an eye-catching return to the track at Newbury the other day. Uh, certainly, if, uh, if you were interested in Kill Dysett, uh, then that looked like a, a, a very nice run. James Bowen um, will be like um, he and Sean, brothers taking part in the Grand National again, which is always quite a nice story. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing what um, he tells you about Kildyset. I, I have a feeling he's full of enthusiasm, Ben, anyway, isn't he? 
but I have a feeling that uh, he will increase enthusiasm about uh, about Kildare up for the national. I think you might be, be interested to, to, to what he had to say about this horse. Um, we do start with um, with the Megsons actually, because um, the Racehorse Owners, Owners Association have a, a, an owner of the day, and, and today's owner of the day are the Megsons, who had the intention of of running their Cheltenham Festival winner, Global Citizen, who sadly now is not to joint and, and doesn't line up. Um, but they do have severance on Friday, so that's good. The Megsons from Leeds are the ROA owners of the day. And uh, that is where I started with Ben Pauling, just asking him uh, about the Megsons, who he was you know, keen to pay tribute to at, at Cheltenham with the winner, Global Citizen. Yeah, no, they're amazing people. They, um, very fortunate to have them as owners. They're a great family. And... They take the the highs with the lows very well. I mean, Cheltenham was exceptionally spe- exceptionally special for them, being their first Cheltenham winner, full stop. So to have it as a festival winner was great. Um, and with the horse they've been so patient with for so long, um, meant even more. But um, yeah, I couldn't. I don't think we could have had him any better um, for a tilt of going to entry as well. And he annoyingly knocked a joint there a few days ago. It's just a bit of a race against time, and we just decided that we just can't quite uh, get him there. I think if it was maybe tomorrow or, or definitely Saturday, he probably would would have got there. But um, yeah, it's fine margins. Mm. Uh, there we are. We'll come to Severance shortly. Um, we should start with with Kildesart, who I know was an intended runner in the race a, a few years back when when it didn't happen. Um, what, what's what, why has he then been off for so long, Ben? So he ran the Labbrook Trophy. Uh, the year after he was second in the Ultima and he just returned from there a little bit sore behind and marginal, very marginal Um, but the vets weren't 100% happy with his hind suspensories so we gave him a bit of time off, brought him back in in September and started some real slow work just to see how they were going to handle um, sort of work and exercise and thankfully it went, they've gone the right way um, and this season he's been a revelation he's been in great order with himself and um, you know it's been a pretty faultless preparation to, to, to now we've got a couple, <coughs> excuse me we've got a couple of days to go but um, yeah his prep run was fabulous um, over a slightly inadequate trip at uh, knew we sort of had our hand forced really with where we could go because he wasn't really ready before that um, but stayed on very nicely in the great with Gold Cup to be fourth and has come out of it in great fourth Do you feel more or less confident um, two years on from when he was first going to tackle the race? Yeah, actually I am I genuinely think I'm in a better place myself thinking about him going forward into the race than I would have been then um, I don't know why when we scored him over the fences the other day, he was just foot perfect and quite big and, you know, just really respected them. Um, and before, his jumping has possibly been the thing that you can, he, he doesn't really stop because he's such a tank of a horse. But, you know, he, he probably took a chance at one or two. Uh, I just don't necessarily think he's going to do that. I think he's going to jump quite well, really. And um, he's certainly moving better than we ever had him. Will he stay? Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll stay. Um, I don't think that's the issue. He 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 relishes every yard of a stiff three miles at Cheltenham and things like that. And he's got a bit of class and should be able to travel through the race nicely and sort of go from there, really. 
All right, the other horse two years ago who was going to run in the race was Lebroy. That didn't happen. Yeah. He now lines up in the Fox Hunters. He does. He's um, he's been a great horse for us. Um, probably not quite the force of old. And to get into this Grand National this year is one four five, as we're all aware. One four six, even maybe. Um, and um, and you know, it's just a case of. Uh, We've we've slightly lowered our sights, um, but he loves the fences, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's without a chance at all. Mm. Um, in the the race that Global Citizen was going to run in, you have shaken up <laughs> Harry. Um, how do you assess his chances? Uh, so he's on the lorry and he's on his way to entry now. Good. Um, and he's in exceptionally good form. Uh, in fact, I haven't had him this well for a very long time. I think he's a lovely horse with a huge amount of improvement in his mark. I am going to put a caveat that unless it's probably softer than advertised, he might not line up. You know, he does he does need um, soft ground to be competitive over two miles. Um, so it'll be a case of getting him there and having a look. But if we run him, I would expect him to run a nice race. Okay, but it'll only run if the ground is right. And uh, we're doing this very early on on yeah. Thursday morning, so I'm not quite sure what's happened overnight. Fine. Um, uh, tomorrow, uh, Quinta Demar in the Grade Three yeah. handicap hurdle. I mean, I thought Quinta was running a, mar- a big race in the bo- in, in the um, Martin Pipe Conditional Jockeys. Um, and Luca had him in a lovely position, and he just got murdered twice by the same loose horse. Once when Luca thought he was going to carry him outside the hurdle, and so he dropped and pulled him inside, and then the horse came straight back across him. And Luca just said it happened just at the wrong time in the back straight when suddenly he went from travelling nicely in second to sort of eighth, ninth, tenth. And he said, he said to just stay in the race. I said to, he had to ask him to pick up up the hill, really. Uh, in the, just coming out just to the top of the back of the hill there on the, the back straight and he said from then on we were just hanging on to coattails and he said you know he only got beat 10-12 lengths he ran really really well but I think that extra effort mid-race probably put pay to him being competitive over the last so he seems in good form I think the flat track will suit him and um, yeah I wouldn't if the ground is good to soft or better I would say it'll be very much in his favour. Yeah, I was going to say he's surely one that, that doesn't want any 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 rain or, or much watering, no. etc. Um, Bout of greatness going this afternoon. Yeah, really looking forward to this one. Um, a horse that we always thought a lot of didn't quite work, didn't quite happen for us in bumpers last year, um, but returns from his summer break this year. The horse I always hoped he would be. Um, he should have. Well, he would have won at Foss last first time out. He overjumped the third last, hard on the bridle and buckled on landing. Um, he then made men's for that back at Foss last um, in a style that was perfectly adequate, but a bit green when he got to the front. And then he looked a much more uh, finished article at Leicester when he um, beat an OK field under a penalty um, quite nicely, really. Um, Cheltenham was very much the aim. Um, but he also met with a tiny little um, setback, which actually meant he missed his his prep work. So two big pieces of work for Cheltenham. He probably could have run on the day, but his his work hadn't been. We you know our, our preparations hadn't been perfect. So we sidestepped Cheltenham and looking forward to coming here with him. Um, he, he, he had running. he had two and a half mile entry and the three mile. You've gone three. 
Yeah, I, th- I thought if it went bottomless, we might look two and a half, but it's not going to do that. So we go three. He's not slow at all, but he's relentless. And um, he's a horse that obviously hasn't stepped his set, you know, foot out of just regular novice hurdles yet. But um, I'd like to think he, he, he's got the ability to, to hold his own. As the market would have it, Severance is your best chance of the week for the Megsons. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's been a horse that... Um, came from the flat. He was just doing everything a little bit backward. He was a very keen individual. Um, and we used to wear hoods and all sorts. Um, in the last sort of three runs, he really has made giant steps forward again. Um, and he's starting to trust himself. Um, ran him up in the Moor battle. And actually, Brian Hughes rode him for us and got off and was very complimentary about the horse and said, I, I didn't necessarily hear any issues with his wind, but I'm certain the way his head came back up at me in the last furlong and a half, you've probably got a soft palate problem. Mm. Um, he, he said, if that hadn't happened, he said, I'd like to have thought I'd have won a minute. So he said, if you get that done, um, the boys race at Aintree would be a great option. And it was an option that I'd always targeted for him. Uh, and so he's had his wind operation if it's worked and if Brian's right and he's in great form at home, I'd like to think he'll go close, yeah. You've probably got the right man on top in Kevin Brogan as well. And lastly, will you declare the Cobb? Yeah, the Cobb will go. I mean, the Cobb's an enigma, really. He's an absolute, he's a brilliant horse. We love him to pieces, but he does what he wants to do. Um, so I think clutch, we're, grab, we're going for the blinkers now and I think that'll pull out a quite a bit of improvement um, when we put the peak piece on first night this season he was much better um, and then second time peak pieces he thinks he knows about those so blinkers today um, yeah I mean he's we, we all know he's got the ability and he's he's healthy and well so we'll see how we go um, that is a, a decent little squad going to Aintree for you. Really appreciate the rundown and thank you for your time. More, more scenes like Cheltenham welcome. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, I'd be thrilled. Cheers, Tom. So Ben Pauling sending out a you know, really good team to, to Aintree Cornelius and he, I think he's pretty, well, he's very positive. He is, as I said, he's a positive sort of guy, isn't he? Uh, I think I'd like to be an owner with Ben Pauling because I'd always feel that uh, we were on the front foot. Um, and um, yeah, I think it's 40 to 1. Uh, and it is not a ridiculous disart, whatever you want to call it. Forty to one is is a really interesting play and be a bit of fun. And uh, you can see the horse going uh, going re- uh, really well. Um, and 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 as I say, providing a, a certain amount of fun there. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that one in action. Five fifteen on um, on Saturday afternoon. We saw Irish domination um, in the, it, as we know the handicaps at the Chapel Festival last year that rolled on into the into the Randolph's Grand National with their their domination in the finishing positions. Do you see a repeat of that this year, Cornelius, or not necessarily? I was just looking at last year's result just to just because having been a little enthusiastic about the the British Challenge for the race, you know, Manila Times, Balco de Flos, any second now, Burroughs Saint, the first five, then Far Class last year, Black Lion. The first home for the the home team, then Discorama, uh, Jet, who's who's uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing him in action in the Fox Hunters today uh, because um, uh, because clearly he absolutely loved the challenge of uh, Aintree last year. Uh, he was Irish last year, but um, uh, now with the Whaley Cohens, uh, Cabaret Queen, Shattered Love, 
uh, Alfred is hobo. So you had to go to Hogan's height in 12th place, only two in the first 12. Uh, and uh, after that, sub-lieutenant was the only other one, wasn't it, of the 15 finishers. So clearly it was Irish domination last year. Clearly looking at the race this time around, uh, although you've got Snow Leopardess at the, the top of the reckoning, um, Delta Work any second now, Manila Times, Ascaria attempt, there is a long list of Irish contenders. And clearly there, is, there, there are plenty of Irish hopefuls with big, big chances in the Grand National. But the good news is that as, you know, as this one million pound pot is chased, there are a few decent British contenders as well. So I, I don't think we're talking about a stranglehold, but we do know how strong Irish racing is at the moment. Uh, the British did much better at Cheltenham than many anticipated, much better than 12 months ago. Hopefully that will be repeated in some respects in the Grand National itself. Um, right, as we have done every day this week, we, we had a, a nod to the flat because um, we're not far away from the Craven. Um, Nick, um, the, the, the back end of last week, visited Charlie Appy. We paid out part one of his Big Six interview earlier on this week. Well, here is part two, focusing on the now three-year-olds. Charlie, this is Caribus. What are you thinking with him as regards the plan for 2022? What he achieved last year there um, and, and what everyone was there to see was... We saw a horse with a lot of natural, uh, lot of natural talent. Um, you know, broke his maiden. You know, we ran him in the Royal Lodge there for us all to see, and I walked away thinking we won quite handsomely. To then all of a sudden turn around and realise we'd just been beaten a short head. So, um, you know, that that was. It, it wasn't. It was. Of course, it was frustrating on the day, but uh, most importantly, you've got to look at the bigger picture. We learned a lot about the horse. William learned about him. We learned about him. Um, that he's got a lot of natural pace. Um, which we'd seen, we'd certainly seen talent at home, but we had never seen that 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 pace. We 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 backed him up a couple of weeks later there in the autumn stakes, uh, which you know could have questioned Mark whether we were coming back a bit quick. But the one reason I wanted to run him there was that it was it was sound as a good sound surface. Um, he went and won the autumn stakes and won it well again. But we showed that he showed that natural pace that he has. Um, even that day, William just said I still went too soon. So going, you know, into the spring there, where we are now, again, as you see, as a physical, he's done fantastically well. You know, typical Dubawi. He's just, he's just. This is going to be a horse I feel is going to just progress throughout the throughout the season. We will look towards, you know, going to the Greenham with him. Obviously, with Native Trail, he'll probably look towards the uh, towards the Craven. But they'll all be entered in all of those trials, and, and we will decipher near the time how the conditions are and where we are with each individual. Uh, but the plan is to send this horse over to seven just to mm. make sure he, he switches off and does it the right way around. Do you think that he's a horse that by the end of his three-year-old career, if he starts to settle, switch off, learn how to race, you could almost be seeing over further than a mile? It's it, it, for sure. I mean, you know, as we know, good horses have got to have pace. Um, and, and um, you know, Jason uh, Tate rides him, has ridden him all throughout his career to date. Um, you know, we ran him over the mile in, in, in the Royal Lodge and in the autumn stakes, in, in the thought process that you know we were going to be a mile and a quarter horse, mm. um, but the way he's developed and, and, um, and mentally and physically of what he's showing us at the moment, um, I think I'd, I'd I could foresee. He's, quick, be, he's, he's quite quick, quick isn't he's he? He's quick. Nick. There's no getting away from it. He's got a lot of natural pace, but I, I won't I won't be potentially shirking the issue to say that yeah. I think he could end up a ten furlong horse. He's the champion European juvenile, and by quite some way. Um, to what extent did Native Trail keep surprising you last year? 
I think it was really from from going into the national. To be honest with you, Nick, uh, you know he he, he broke he broke his maiden. We went down one of the sort of routes that we've used over the last few years with our horse that we've sent to the national stakes. In that we you know we went to the superlative, and the, it was quick you know quick round in the superlative, and uh, you know he 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 won, but he won not in the, the authority that we've had some of our past winners uh, win the race uh, in, in you know in Pinatubu and Co. So. You know, right from there onwards, we were always going to go straight to to the national stakes. And you know, he's a horse that he would he would do what's asked of him at home w without exciting you. But I think from the national stakes onwards, we've seen a different. We saw a different animal in in that you know, a William was learning about him and getting confidence on him. But um, you know, most mid race moves on this horse, you see, he just comes under the under the pump slightly. But then all of a sudden, this this you know this gear kicks in and. Um, you know, he, he obviously picked up well in the national stakes, which is again a similar style of run what we saw in the Dewhurst there. You know, he, came, he jumped, he travelled, he came off the bridle a bit there, but then all of a sudden he just comes back on the bridle and he just, you know, he, he does it all the right way around, which is very, very uh, enjoyable to watch. I mean, as a physical, again, you, he, he was a man amongst the boys. Mm. I, you know, when, I turned, when we turned up at the Curra, I, I, I did gain some confidence in what I saw in the paddock. Both he and Caribus, they are imposing. They're physically imposing horses, aren't they? No, for sure. I mean, uh, as everyone, you know, some of the old school will say, in uh, you know, sometimes the the guineas can be the the last two-year-old race of the year. If we were to run the guineas next week, Nick, I'll be confident this horse would uh, would certainly be a, a stride in front of the rest of the crew at the moment. You know, you're going to have to keep suffering this comparison between this fella and the guy next door as the season goes on, because they're the same crop, same yard, same everything same distance requirements at the moment, yet yeah, we're in you know, early April, late March, early April. Is this the now horse? Is Native Trail the now horse for you? you know, the question's been posed to me. What, I mean, it's, it's, at the end of the day, we've, we still have got to make that final decision and with, with William of who you ride. But if you were to ask me who I would put, be putting William on now, mm. it would be Native Trail. You know, he, is the, he is that finished article. He's there already. We, we see with a typical Dabawi there in, in, in Corobus is a lot of natural raw talent but as I feel he is going to progress throughout the season. Not a bad third string to your bow as regards to the classic Colts generation, Charlie, modern games, or indeed is he the third string to your bow? Well, Nick, as you quite rightly say, he's, uh, I wouldn't put him as, as a third string. He's, uh, what he's achieved uh, to date um, has been uh, you know, very pleasing for us all. Um, we all saw him there on Breeders' Cup night there in uh, the, the antics that went on that evening. Uh, he shows great constitution, a great head for it, and, and he's done nothing but, but please us throughout his career in that every time we've set him a, a slightly stronger challenge in his, on the course, he's, all, he's delivered. And um, he's not the, the stature of, of, of Native Trail or, or, or Caribus, um, but what he is is he's very professional uh, and, 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 you know, He's rock solid in what, what you ask him to, to do. Where, you know, where, where we intend to run him is potentially go to the Burrowden States up at Newcastle, it's the, it's the mile listed race, which he will in, you know, obviously carry a penalty in that. Um, but we'll just see where we are over the, next, over the coming weeks there now. It's just trying to keep the three horses apart in these trials. Um, and, and then after the trials, then obviously we'll all hopefully sit down and have a nice, healthy discussions of where we're going to uh, potentially mm. they're going to lead on to from there on. The likelihood is you know, this horse will 
will miss Newmarket and, and perhaps look to, towards France or, or possibly Ireland with him. Um, but uh, he's a horse again. I feel he could potentially step up in trip. I know, yeah. you know, going further into the season that uh, he's got the he's got the mindset, the way he races, he he does it all the right way round. And uh, and on pedigree, you could he, you could suggest that he could get a you know could get the ten as well. Yeah, even though he's quite a kind of he's a smaller, stockier type. You think he's a horse who actually wants a bit of a test. Yeah, I think we saw that. You know, in the Breeders' Cup, there. You know, his his best bit of that race was was the last furlong, where he, you know he saw it out well. Are you half thinking then of, of that as a maybe a, a stepping point to the to the Prix de Jockey Club going exactly to Mark's Basilica? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. And uh, you know, as we all know at this time of the year, everyone's we're all we're all sort of you know sort of dreaming up these plans. And uh, you can be a yeah. genius now, Charlie. It's, a, it's, a, but, but, uh, it's April. They like I said, they're great. They're, they're, they've they've shortened the winter for everybody. Uh, being able to talk about these horses, and um, you know, let's let's hope that we uh, we're all there in a couple of weeks' time, enjoying the trials and going yeah. forward from there. Cornelius, all that is required is for you to send us home with a winner, if you would, please. Well, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the Betway Bowl, the 2.55 uh, race at Aintree today, where you've got um, Protector out in Plated uh, and uh, Royal Pagai uh, and Eldorado Allen coming on from uh, Cheltenham. But you've got Kenboy and Clandes Oboe. Uh, who um, who uh, swerved Cheltenham and um, yeah I'm finding that race uh, uh, a really interesting one to get into and <clears throat> I think you can find round about six to one Clan des Oboe former winner uh, I know there are slight doubts about the stable but I think there's a bit of managing expectations by PF Nichols there and I can see Clan des Oboe putting in a, a an enormous performance uh, and, you know, this is his big spring target. So, number two, Clan des Oboe for the Betway Bowl, the 255 at Aintree. Go on, Clan. Clan des Oboe for Paul Nichols, who we open this show with. Cornelius, thank you very much indeed. Uh, thanks to everyone at home for listening. We will be back tomorrow to preview the Randox Grand National in full. That will essentially be um, Lydia Hislop playing the chance or no chance game, which I know everyone out there knows and loves. Chat tomorrow. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.